listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Now looking back on it, the full slate of Sunday games are in the books. We saw Tom Brady make his debut for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a loss. We saw Cam Newton make his debut for the New England Patriots in a win. So all sorts of questions that some people feel may have been answered after yesterday's performances around the league. Yeah, so Steve, what is, in your opinion, where we start the conversation, the biggest takeaway? Continuity is king. The teams that had continuity did better. The brand-new quarterbacks, the brand-new coaches struggled. All right, so continuity, it continues, or some would say mots, more the same. (laughs) How are we defining continuity? It sounds like coaches, and obviously head coaches are the most important. You change a coordinator, it's tough, but okay. Quarterbacks? And what else? O-line. Stability and O-line. So let's start. you got some numbers here. Start with maybe coaches. Yeah, so new coaches, one and three. Ron Rivera, nice job with Washington. Not so good with Dallas and McCarthy, Cleveland, Stefanski, Carolina, Matt Rule, one and three. New coaches straight up against the spread. And you would make the case, and remember something, guys. Most of the NFL is a coin flip. It really is. And if some teams win their coin flips, some teams lose them, in the long run, it's all going to be equal. But in any given season, it can go one way or the other. Green Bay, the way Green Bay played today or yesterday, they didn't need a coin flip. They played well. They won the game clean. Those are wins. But when it's like the Dallas Rams game, you could make the case Dallas could have won that game easily. Though the Rams were in control, Dallas could have won, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So now, is it all of a sudden Dallas gets a zero and the Rams get a one? Yeah, on in the standings. But we got to be smarter than that, right? But you also got to keep in mind sometimes losses affect the team. If there's any team that's going to be affected by some losses early, it's probably the Cowboys. Because Dak, with his issues, with his mm, constant or let's say conflict with the organization now, and the idea of why isn't McCarthy calling plays? Isn't it weird you bring in an offensive coach and you've got a legacy guy calling plays? It's like yeah. it's almost like the, the brother-in-law of the guy that runs the plant, right? Is He has a new manager come in, but this guy's your operations guy. Jonas, I mean, can you even – I mean, Jonas is an encyclopedia when it comes to sports – can you remember a time that they fired a coach for cause? It's not that he retired or whatever. And they said, hey, and they brought a big-name coach in, and on his side of the ball he doesn't get to you know, control it? Yeah, it's very bizarre. I actually wonder if this was Jerry Jones's request to Mike McCarthy. Hey, do me it would a, have do to me be, a, right? It have to be, because it doesn't make sense that Mike McCarthy, who's you know one of a very few individuals walking the face of the earth that's won a Super Bowl as an NFL head coach and has had really, really good offenses throughout the course of his career, why that guy would not be responsible for play calling and they would just continue on with Kellen Moore. It's got to be a Jerry Jones uh, decision. Now, statistically, last season, Dallas had an outstanding offense. Some by some measures the best. They were eight and eight. So if you thought it was just random, the, the stats will prevail, then wh- why not keep get Garrett? Like if you fundamentally believe that, why statistically last season was Dallas's best year probably this century? Or well, Bill Parcells went 13 and 3. Let's just say this. In the last 10 years, 
This might have been even. Who knows? Even I, they did go what thirteen. Uh, they went really well with Dak his fr- or his uh, first year. Thirteen and yeah. thirteen oh, and three. 13? I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I th- and I know Parcells had a great year. So maybe uh, I'm getting into the weeds here. One of the best years of the century statistically for the Dallas Cowboys was last year. You agree? I do. And that's the year you fire a coach you've been fighting. It seems not to fire, but then you say, well. We'll keep the OC. That means you liked what was going on, and which I can see that. Maybe you like things generally, but just Garrett's getting so much heat. Let's just get some new blood in. But now you hire an offensive guy and then say you can't, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. What I know is losses cause stress. Dallas is a boiler, a pot boiler of stress. I think a team like the Patriots lose a couple. They just keep rolling, trying, you know, on to Cincinnati. Dallas loses one or two more of these before winning many. It could be a real combustible situation. And it was a gut-wrenching loss. Last year, Dallas won in six in close games. Here's another close game, another game that was in their grasp, another close loss for Dallas. That's Steve Fezzik and R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The question is... Is that luck? Close, you know, generally wise guys believe, the analytics guys, you win and lose about half your close games each. Belichick wins more. Belichick does, knows every little thing to do. Now, McCarthy, he might be a senior guy, you know, an old school guy, a guy with the Super Bowl, as Jonas says. But let's be candid. McCarthy was probably one of the most maligned, hmm. like, Super Bowl winners ever. I mean... Jonas, who, what Super Bowl winner who made the playoffs most years after that ever took as much heat as McCarthy to the degree he was fired? Oh, God. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, yeah, he got a lot of heat. And, and, look, people just assume that, well, you've got this great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Even your one Super Bowl isn't quite enough. And so as much as we can say, why would we have a Super Bowl winner – why would you bring in a Super Bowl winner and not give him total control? He was a damaged winner of a Super Bowl. In fact, last year, he didn't have a job. Sabbatical. He was on a sabbatical. Systematically scapegoated and demonized. Some would say that. I don't know. Some would say McCarthy, the Times left him, and then he hires a few analytics guys. Peter King writes an article, and here we are. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Coaches... Also, other signs of continuity. Yeah, new quarterbacks. So we had six new quarterbacks. Two of them played each other. So someone's going to win that one. So Chargers or the Bengals had one was someone had to lose. They, yes. did, they didn't look like either wanted to win, but go they, ahead. They, they both tried to lose. So the other four quarterbacks, one and three, Cam did win, but uh, Brady, Rivers, Bridgewater all lost straight up and against the spread. So what you're saying is, if you don't have a genius as your coach, and there's one genius, and you don't play another first-time quarterback with the team, they've all lost. Yes. So, Jonas, think about this now. New coaches struggled for the most part. New quarterbacks struggled for the most part. I think I heard that somewhere. (laughs) In a related note, pregame.com's super contest entry, ah, perfection. 4-0, 4-0 so far. I don't... You know, a lot of people said, RG, just take the show on that. I said, no, no, no. We'll say it about five or six times, but that's it. 
No, I gave you a loser. Right, well, you deleted it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> which one do you have? Uh, I'm trying what? to think which one that came Cleveland, up empty. Right? Cleveland, yeah, plus eight. I can't believe you thought. <laughs> what made you like Cleveland? <laughs> we could spend a whole show on that. Now, that's a good segue to another continuity factor, O-line. And we did talk a lot about this because other people weren't as much. The amount of cohesion that you need on the O-line. And I always, when I hear this, it blows my mind. This following, they'll say, oh, he was a left tackle. He's going to move to right tackle. It'll take about 18 months. Wow. I'm left hand down, right hand down. But it's like a heart surgery, and well, not quite, but you know, in a way. And usually, if you have new guys, it takes a while. New guys in a pandemic, not as much practice. Mm. What did you see with that? Yeah, and I got to give you all the kudos for this because you banged this. Miami and the Jets completely rebuilt O lines, brand new five guys. Both offenses struggled mightily throughout the game. The Jets got 17 points in that game. It was a complete fluke. The Jets couldn't move the ball at all. Miami struggled mightily as well. So here's what we're going to do. Fezzik loves credit. How much, on a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you love credit? Credit? Oh, 100. <laughs> I love getting the gold star. <laughs> I th- he thought it was like, you're going to let me bet without having to uh, post up? Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I love that. That is what I thought of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Jonas, what would you say your biggest takeaway was? And not even if it can be, if you got it, macro, big picture. Because so far what we got is uh, team or coaching. Uh, new coaches are problematic. Number two, great coaches, good coaches have a big advantage. Why? There's more variables. This is like unlike anything we've ever seen before. Thus, the ingenuity, the, the acumen of these coaches matter. And also, O-line needs consistency and, and cohesion. And also, quarterbacks, cohesion. What else you got, Jonas? I think we need a preseason. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I just I think that, you know, for guys like Tom Brady, for these, these newbies to get these reps, to get these opportunities out there, and we can say whatever we want about preseason games, and they don't even paint the end zones, and they don't count, and all this stuff, but those actual real live reps – even in just a preseason exhibition format, I think translates well over onto the football field. And so when you see teams struggle, I just wonder if they would have, if you asked these coaches and you pulled them aside, hey, ideally, would you have preferred to have at least one preseason game just to work this stuff out? I think, I think majority of them would say absolutely. No, you're right. And we're almost past the joy and, and amazement that we have football because on Thursday it was like, we did it. And, you know, give the NFL credit. Now right. it's like, you know, maybe there should have been a preseason. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. But obviously this is a – if you think about it, if anything, the NFL has gotten heat for agreeing with you. Meaning – now there might be a money element with the, you know, season ticket holders having to buy those games. Yeah. But in general, I think if you polled the fans and say how, much, how many preseason games do you want – it would be less than four. Yeah. But the NFL has stood strong saying, you're right. The best way to get good at football is to play football. Right? I know yeah. you might get it injured, but yeah. And this is the other thing. And this goes to the Cowboys game. And, and I actually wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because you're gamblers, you're risk takers. When Mike McCarthy, who's got an opportunity for a chip shot field goal to tie the game there, decides to go for it on fourth and three, to me – 
The last thing that I'm going to try and do week one with no reps and no preseason and a limited offseason is take a bunch of gambles that I don't need to if I can play it safe and work out the kinks while still competing to try and win a football game. I was ready to say, you know, Jonas is the best combination of, and I, and I believe this, though I disagree with one thing he said at the end, of he is he's open to other experts. People are so insecure about someone knowing something they don't. And what Jonas understands is, hey, if he knows something you don't, he knows it whether you admit it or not. Maybe you should be open and learn it. And now he doesn't know something you don't. And the analytics guys, most of them, don't think like that. They are so insecure about the numbers and the pocket protectors and the abacuses the Fez carries around <laughs> is the is they just want to be right, right, right. They don't consider the human element. You can't lose, you know, you can't have three straight times you go for it on fourth down. I'm not talking about this game, I'm saying in general, and not make it and think, well, the next one is the same. That there's no human element here. Just like a field goal of 50 yards in the Super Bowl is the same as a preseason. It's not. And the human element, and Jonas just gave another element, which is these players are not as well rehearsed, not as practiced. So whatever your math is, their self-confidence is important. So you put them in a spot to have a crushing loss it's, or a crushing, let's say, fourth down, not making it, failure. It doesn't mean they're just going to say, all right, boys, next one, we're fine. No, it might be, boy, I what, didn't have a preseason. The human element's not there. That's why Belichick, again, a genius, he makes decisions that go against analytics more than probably – now, he's on with analytics a ton. I mean, remember, he's the guy, Belichick, that started the whole go for it on fourth down. Remember that Colts game? Yeah. Where they went for it on fourth down, like yeah. on their own 28? Everyone thought he was crazy. I emailed Colin back then and said, or his producer at the time and said – this is mathematically correct. I mean, just with some back. No one even wanted to consider it. Today, it's a given, that kind of thing. Exactly. Bel- now, Belichick also preferred left-footed punters because the rotation of the ball was more difficult to catch. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Belichick is high. Here's maybe the most important takeaway, in my opinion, from this conversation. High IQ is good. Analytics is not high IQ if the assumptions are wrong. Every major financial crisis since 1995 has come from analytics, effectively algorithms that trade without human consideration. There's a book called When Genius Fails about long-term capital management was the name of a company that literally was the first hedge fund that was like super wonkish. We got algorithms. They, They had billions under management and one day they had nothing. And in hindsight, they said, you know, we got 99.9% of it right, but we missed this one thing about the model. Yeah, that's what always happens. These things are amazing analytics, but it can't be the only answer because you don't know if it tells the whole story unless you're looking at the story from a different lens. Belichick can do that. Most guys can't. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.